Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. This is brought to our listeners by Hemmings House Pictures and Vision Coaching Inc. Edible Matters, Ripple Effect Music Studios, and Robert Simmons. The best clothing to make you feel and look like Greg and Dave from the Bowling Point Podcast. Com. Robert Simmons, making us look good. Thank you to all of our sponsors that make the Boiling Point podcast possible. Bam. Why don't we get you to start with uh, just a bit of an introduction. Um, it sounds like I'm, I'm learning you're a serial entrepreneur, is what I'm guessing? Uh, a, a little bit. Uh, okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to say half and half. Okay. Uh, like, like many, I became an entrepreneur probably out of between necessity and by accident, and it just happens. Because so, you, you do have a corporate background, as I as do, I absolutely, exactly, exactly. Okay. So, so uh, in fact, I'll start way back real quick just to say, so uh, my family's from New Brunswick, but I was brought up in London, Ontario, okay. which means that although I've been here for about 15 years, I'm from away and will always be from away. CFA. And there's no way to change from yes. being away. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did, I spent much of my time, my summers here, and then I went to UMB for my undergrad. Um, after that, I did uh, 15 years of banking, uh, where I worked for uh, Royal Bank and Barclays in Toronto, in Tokyo, and then in New York. Um, and then uh, I uh, came back to Canada to uh, work for uh, J.D. Irving for a little while. Right. And then when I left J.D. Irving, uh, the m- it was likely that I would continue that corporate stint and, and that I would likely go and find another corporate job. But I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't want to leave St. John. I didn't want to leave New Brunswick. So can, I didn't. Can you pause exactly Absolutely. where we're at? Now, uh, this gentleman here is Steve Foster from Hemmings House uh, Pictures Limited. Hi, Steve. Hi. Um, I'm Steve Goddard. Hey. So Steve Goddard came in and he saw the empty growler and uh, he was like, "Do you mind if I have?" Oh, I see what it is. And I said, "I have. <laughs> yeah. I have another one. I have another one because I brought two. Because because they brought two. Um, Steve, why don't, why don't you?" Uh, Tell us how, how Steve Goddard's beer tasted. Oh, is that <laughs> <laughs> Sure. So, Was so, so uh, I don't know a lot of viewers know this, but... The um, listeners. The listeners, sorry. Uh, <laughs> he has had some. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking the other medium, but um, they don't record uh, these sessions uh, every week. They record in clusters, right? And then they release them every week. So, Steve, I hate to say it, but you're not the first person to have been in here today. And on the last guest, uh, I came in and I asked, oh, is there any more beer? And they said, help yourself. And oh. I think that's, uh, that may be <laughs> said, a... Did and you drink then, a and whole I said, growler? I said, help yourself. And remember, Stephen Goddard's coming in. Please save some for him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I bet you that's not a tape. Maybe we could roll back and maybe that was recording. And we, if it's there, we, I take full responsibility. We owe you one. We yes. owe you one. And next time we connect, we'll go to the Big Tide and we're going to buy you a growler. So you can have... Thank you, Steve. My apologies. No, no. But, but it, was, we, it was really good, though. We're glad that... No doubt. And it, it wasn't all me. Shared. We shared it amongst them. Of course you right. did. Yes. <laughs> We got, I got a great, great story about April Fool's Day with uh, Stephen Foster. Uh, okay. So we're, get, we're getting a bit of the, the background. So, um, so like leaving a corporate role in JDI, 
Um, and, and do the listeners know who JDI is? Uh, JD Irving Limited. So um, JD, uh, j- just for people who don't know, they are a company in New Brunswick, actually all through uh, Eastern Canada and Maine, uh, forestry products, shipbuilding, large employer of our region. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I decided after, as I said, natural evolution would be to go on to another corporate job, but uh, I didn't want to leave and leave St. John, didn't want to leave New Brunswick um, and decided to stick around. And that's where you, like many, accidentally become an entrepreneur. And, uh, and after you accidentally become one, uh, it's sometimes hard to trip your way back out of that. It so is, here become, I am. It becomes part of your blood. You it know? does. It's it like- does. And, I, and I've, I've enjoyed it. So I've done a, a couple of startups on my own, um, uh, ranging from technology to restaurants, uh, as we just uh, mentioned. Uh, Pomodori was uh, one of, uh, one of my startups with some great partners. Spot. It is a great spot. I still uh, spend my fair share of money at, uh, at the restaurant. Yeah. My, uh, my former partner is very pleased to always see uh, yeah. the family in there. It's great. <laughs> do you get a discount as a former I don't, partner? I don't anymore. They, <laughs> they were really, really kind initially, I got to say, <laughs> but um, well, I, I felt guilty. Well, I, felt, I just felt oh, guilty okay. and, oh, God, uh, because yeah. I know what it's like yeah. when you're doing this, the small business. And so, what, was it, what was the tech startup? Just quickly. Yeah, uh, we did uh, Predex, a, a data analytics uh, firm uh, that uh, actually was spawned out of uh, a really neat um, sort of discovery made by a fellow by the name of James Stewart here in St. John, who had been working with the St. John police to detect impaired drivers uh, using data. Um, we weren't able to get that funded. Uh, we sort of pivoted to do more data science. Uh, but I'm going to suggest that we're probably ahead of our time in terms of just trying to get pickup in the marketplace. So while we were in the midst of doing that, um, the company I'm working for now, uh, Resilia, I had been doing some consulting and they picked me up uh, full time actually starting in January as their CEO. And, um, you know, they're a couple of years into it, but we're just about to turn the corner on uh, on that one. So tell, tell us. Yeah. yeah. What's Resilia? Well, here, I know you, I know that, I mean, unfortunately, our the other Steve, who said uh, talked about the viewers? I know that they can't see this, but I'm going to make you guys. Now, how much have you? Did you look? Did you look at Resilia? Do you no. know what's in that? No, I didn't. Okay, well, let's open it and tell me what's it, in it's there. It's going to be one of those things, a snake that blows into your face. <laughs> so like, I'm opening like a uh, what kind of what shape? It, 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 it be? looks kind of like it's an egg with, kind of, with yeah. squared top and bottom. And then you open it, and there's like uh, it so what is that? It looks like a, a it's like a wine, it looks a like a wine stock. It does. Yeah, it looks that those are both good descriptions. Or or a dreidel even perhaps. a dreidel, a toy. Interesting. Spin. Yeah, yeah. This is this is. An excellent way to introduce a product, I gotta say. Because now you like, so I'm holding it and I'm not here, Greg. I'll pass so it now, and before, like, and it, it comes in this, it's for like a, a Kinder reason. egg. Yep, there's, a, there's like a, a case, that, a it, case. That, it, that it sets in. And I will also we'll just take a picture of it so we can tell you before, uh, before I tell you exactly what it is for. Um, I did a uh, I did a capital raising mission uh, with uh, groups uh, several groups from um, here in Atlantic Canada. We went to Toronto. We were pitching a bunch of different uh, VCs and whatnot. And so, you know, and, and these days, of course, most venture capitalists and most pitches are around tech, right? So it's all about a software, an algorithm, something yeah. like that. And I, of course, my turn came to do my pitch, and I had that case with the product and yeah. I put it down in front of the three VCs, a little bit of a dragon's den feeling to the yeah, whole yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. put it down in front of them. And, and to which one of the guys said, Oh, I absolutely love when people bring like a real product samples. He goes, is this for us? I go, absolutely. You can, you, it's yours to have. Can we keep it? Yes, you can keep it. You can use it. Absolutely. He's like, really? 
He said, I said, so I said, what you're holding there is a device that is inserted into a vagina and is for <laughs> female stress urinary incontinence. Really? I was good. I was thinking that's what it was after I thought about the come kinder, on, the <laughs> come on. But as if I'm going to suggest that, you know, that's exactly what you thought. There's no way. Well, uh, I wish viewers could see this. this so, this, uh, so on a very, viewers, I wish viewers could see. Yeah. This. <laughs> on a very serious note, um, the the issue of female stress here in air incontinence affects about one in five women, right? And that's essentially the involuntary loss of urine when they either laugh, sneeze, cough, often exercise, right? happens in many women who've had children. So, uh, you know, it's postpartum. Happens to a larger portion of women when it's postmenopausal. And uh, as, as most people know, and they will have seen everyone, we've seen the ads now for pads and continent solutions. You know, most, most solutions are simply a, a solution that is, is to try and, uh, you know, treat the leakage, right? So absorb it. Um, a doctor out of Halifax, Dr. Scott Farrell, who is a urogynecologist, uh, is still the, the head of the department uh, in, at Dalhousie uh, today um, and is actually one of the members of our board. He invented this. And the reason he invented it was he was, you know, a, a urogyne, when, when a woman ha, is referred to a urogyne, it usually is a pretty serious problem and often requires surgery. But there were many, many women that didn't really require surgery but didn't have an effective solution. Um, this in its technical term is called a pessary. Pessaries have been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years, used by, in many forms, including menstruation, uh, as well as incontinence. And so he developed this. Um, traditional pessaries are inserted deep into vaginal canal, really can't do it by yourself. He invented this to be self-managed, self-administered, self-sized, and used by the woman every day. Inserted when she needs it, taken out when she's done, usually put in the morning, take it out in the evening, wash with soap and water, put back in the case, dries, and use the next morning. It is a wonderful and simple solution, and it is a problem that is a serious problem for women that do suffer from it. And how did the VCs uh, respond? <laughs> react after, Great question. After they asked, because uh, uh, I'm assuming there was uh, female and male VCs that, that were in the uh, in the room. Well, that would be a terrible assumption if you've been to any VCs. How many women have you seen in the room? Right. I mean, that's that. In fact, so one of our shareholders uh, and board members uh, did a presentation to uh, the Rotary Club. So you also know what a typical Rotary Club, yeah. uh, you know, uh, group probably, uh, yeah. looks like. Yeah. Uh, tends to even be older, yeah. uh, with more white hair, and still very male. And so she started out by saying, "I'm going to say one word to condition the audience to get you ready for this discussion, right?" Vagina. And you can imagine. So she says, very close to the mic, very loudly, "Vagina, vagina, vagina." And she swears that some old guy on the side reached over, leaned over to his buddy and said, did she say Regina? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to your world. Oh, my yeah. God. So, yeah, no, VCs and women. There actually was a woman in the audience. She wasn't part of that panel, but she, she did have a lot of experience in the VC, and we did have a great chat about it. But, um, yeah, the response to VCs, uh, with VCs, has not been uh, overwhelmingly positive. However, the response we've had from private investors, especially female investors, has been absolutely spectacular. But it's almost like you're, in a sense, you're kind of fighting a bit of a stigma. Absolutely. Like, like I mean, it's, it's because, like, if we just, you know, 
take you know kind of strip it all down i mean uh it's a lifestyle issue like it's a, it's a quality of life issue is what we're talking about really at the end of the day is it not it is that but it it it, it runs much deeper because okay. so so you can imagine uh, uh, some of the stats that we've seen, it, it takes a woman on average seven years before she even talks, let's say, her GP about the problem. Um, possibly less of a stigma and possibly more of, you know, um, a woman just has a baby and she leaks a little bit, kind of knows and, and, and whether she was told or not. I mean, I've had women say, look at, you know, they told us about all the changes that are going to happen to the body and the postpartum depression, but no one said I was going to leak too, right? right? So that's right. part of sometimes they're just not informed. But even if they are informed and ready for it, it's often thought of it's temporary or it's just part of having a child or it's just one more thing that a woman has to deal with as part of the life cycle that she's involved with. So what am I going to do and who am I going to talk to and who really cares about that, that problem? And by the way, there's pads. So it takes a while for them to talk to, but it becomes more of a lifestyle issue because for many women that begin to suffer this, from this problem and if it gets any worse, let's say with a second or third child or uh, with menopause and it gets worse. So now um, usually associated with uh, having a child might be weight gain. So you're a little bit heavier and you're also suffering from some incontinence. And the incontinence gets worse when you uh, exercise. Right? So you exercise a little bit less. So now the weight problem that you have is contributing to your postpartum depression. So now you're dealing with some depression and some weight, and you can't seem to battle that. You've got incontinence, and you can't really exercise. You're now on a downward spiral. Um, often, and this, uh, not to pick on you, but it's often viewed by men as a lifestyle issue, but it's very much a real health issue for women yeah. that are having to deal with this. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, you know, and to be... Like to, when I when I say lifestyle, I'm just thinking of um, um, that that doesn't give it proper uh, credence. I, I can't, kind of thinking of how it could limit what people do and their confidence and all this sort of thing, and and it impacts their lifestyle. Like I, I was thinking of it more in that spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, I um, back when I prior to coming here, um, I was a personal trainer, and uh, and I would I would train a lot of women. And I was in my 20s and I had this, I had a lot of people in business. And then this other core group of clients I had was women, you know, 45 to 65. So, so I got to learn a lot about women and, 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 you know, and, and, um, you know, and I'm this 25, 26 year old kid really, but you know, but you get to know people pretty intimately. And so, yeah, those, these things would happen and you could just see how it, how, um, it just was, could be could be confidence shattering in the wrong setting. So and you know and I think of people that I know that have struggled with um, you know anything related to you know uh, having digestive problems or whatever. Like it, it, it it's it's like so when I'm I guess it's a bigger issue. Yeah. But what I mean is like it really impacts how the quality of the person's life. It is. It it can be devastating to the point where you can imagine if you're a woman suffering from this and you're a first responder. Um, so yeah, you've yeah. got, say, lifting or, or totally. high activity. You're a nurse who has to lift a patient. For our listeners' sake, our um, uh, we ran out of space, so we just put a new card in. I asked Steve what drew him to, to say, yeah, I want to lead this company. 
Sure. So uh, there's the practical side, which is, you know, I, I knew and I'd worked with the uh, a couple of the shareholders and board members when they had invited me in to just do some consulting initially. And um, they were uh, Resilia, which is uh, which is the name of the company. Uh, Resilia was struggling to get some market traction, and so we just came in and did some sessions with them, uh, some strategic planning sessions to try and figure out, you know, what channels we might want to pursue. Um, and that just turned into um, the opportunity. They were looking for a CEO, and and so so the the question came. Out. So it was a little bit opportunistic. But why I would seriously, and why I did consider it, and and took the job is. Um, because I saw the opportunity, uh, an absolutely enormous opportunity to solve uh, a very serious problem and um, uh, uh, quite a challenge. Um, and, and some of the challenges are around the corporate finance, raising equity, raising money, which is a lot to do with my background, so I could see where I could could really help. But just just the enormous opportunity to do this. And, and I had no qualms about, you know, uh, you know, what the issue was around, you know, female stress urinary incontinence. Um, you know, I have some, uh, the benefit of, you know, having, uh, you know, two daughters. Uh, I have coached uh, both judo and rugby, and mostly women, and I, right now coach a women's squad. There's hardly anything that, uh, that I get told or has said to me anymore from women that surprises me, disappoints me, shocks me. You know, after almost 10 years with a, a women's rugby side, you can imagine. There's very few conversations. You guys don't think taboos are? You try and go to a field with a bunch of women and see how it goes. <laughs> so, uh, so I was just very comfortable. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it, it didn't matter whether it was myself or anyone. You just had to get really comfortable with the subject, understand what the impact was having on the women that are suffering and figure out how we're going to get this solution out there. And it's a global problem, right. and it's one that we can do, we can we can address. And you gave us a stat earlier, one in five? One in five. So about one in three women will suffer from a form of incontinence in their lifetime, so urge incontinence, stress incontinence. And of that group, uh, about 60% of them will actually suffer from stress incontinence, which is is what this is designed for. Is So this the, the device is inserted into the vaginal uh, canal, and it just puts... That because of the bulbous nature of it, it puts enough pressure on the top of the vaginal wall to kind of uh, kink the urethral tube so that it doesn't leak when you're either exercising or coughing or any of those things. And it's a very elegant solution, yeah. to be honest. It's, so, it's I mean, wonderful. Like, so it's kind of simple, or I mean, obvious, I'm guessing would be uh, an obvious answer to this question would be, it's patented. It is patented. In fact, uh, Resilia holds a uh, global, uh, global patent portfolio in, in most developed nations. That must have taken a while. Yeah. So, you know, the, so Dr. Farrell, before he, he ended up selling the IP to Resilia about two years ago, and much of the work that he had done was really getting um, your, the Uresta. So, so the brand name of this is called Uresta. That's the, that's the, the branding. And so he positioned Uresta or got Uresta ready with patents. And, uh, you know, he had done the research, he had done the patent filings. Um, in fact, another, uh, after his initial study, Mount Sinai at Toronto did a, another study to kind of verify some of the results he had. Very, it's highly effective. The product's highly effective for women that are suffering from stress urinary incontinence. So, uh, yeah, he did a lot of that work. Resilia bought it about two years ago. They continued that work to kind of get it ready for market, do a lot more on the packaging, some of the work on the online. And really, I would say, you know, after we did a round of funding here about the last six, seven months, we're really in the position to go after the market in, in a big way. Huh. Quick uh, question, uh, price point. Uh, because our, our listeners 
um, would if they could see if there yeah, were yeah. if there were uh, viewers they would see that this is a very simple plastic design. Yes, it is. It's probably very uh, it's probably surgical plastic. It is uh, correct. So it's a special type of plastic, yep. but it I mean there's really nothing to it. Um, what what, what would careful. Well, you know, on, by, the, on, by, on, on the surface. surface. Exactly. No, no. So, so, yeah, so it looks like a simple price. price point right now, and actually, uh, right now it, it sells for two fifty nine, and that would be what we call the starter kit. So your rest is produced in five different sizes. Um, we in the starter kit, you would get three sizes, and that fits about eighty five percent of the women. Um, and uh, and if it if one of those three doesn't, we'll simply send one of either a smaller or a larger one to do it. So two fifty nine uh, is is the price point, and uh, you're right; it is relatively simple, um, and and that covers all kinds of things, including one of the challenges manufacturing that. So that's a fairly solid piece of of, of let's call it plastic for for all intents purposes, but it is. Um, the injection molding on that, the cycle time very slow. It gets it's very molded on the inside. Takes a long time to cycle through the machine. Um, we're actually struggling to get the um, uh, you know the error rate down in in our times. This is actually produced right now by a company in Ontario, South Medic, which specializes in injection molding of medical devices. And uh, so great experts in this. They've been helping us a lot, trying to figure out how we just get the manufacturing cycling time going and get our cost point down. But uh, but it is it's a it is a relatively simple as I say I, I describe it as a very elegant solution. Yeah. Well, this this brings wait, us to the, the wait, end of our half hour, but you probably have one more. Uh, are we at the end of our half hour? Already? Yeah. Come on. Crazy. Well, no, I just wondered where the where is the company based? And uh, so, Shediac, New Brunswick. So our really? head office is in Shediac, New Brunswick, which is a beautiful, beautiful town for people that don't know. It as, is. As an it aside. is. It is gorgeous. And in fact, we have a we have a little office on Main Street, and and I must say that we have, there's a it's a it's a house that's been converted into yeah. commercial space, and yeah. and uh, that we just we just lease out. But at the back, it actually looks out into the bay. So it's a pretty spectacular view. You're in St. John. I'm in St. John, yeah. So we've got an office there. I work mostly out of St. John. I spend a day or so in in Shediac and and travel. Well, you know, we always want to know how people can learn more. Um, And also, like, you know, and if you could, like... um, is this the only product you guys have? Or? It is. It okay. is. We're, so this is your yep. core product. Yep. So, um, and, and I know we're at the end, but I'm just kind of curious about how to learn more. But also, like, what is you know, I'm you know, in every kind of entrepreneurial endeavor, you know, like you're you're you got that one big domino you're trying to push down, right? That <laughs> you don't release it. everything else. You got it. What is it that you're? What is it? What are you trying to accomplish? So right we're now? a tiny company trying to launch a consumer, what is a, essentially a consumer product. And you can imagine the budgets that most consumer goods companies deal with are far beyond anything that's in our capability. Even if we were funded to the point that I would love to see us funded, it doesn't even begin to touch a consumer product. So we, we, our approach or our focus is, is on direct-to-consumer online. But what we, the big domino, and very well, well described, is we're looking for a partner that will kind of go after the clinical space in that traditional bricks and mortar. And I think we have them. Um, okay. I would say in the next two weeks, we will probably announce a partnership with a large, a very large global pharmaceutical that is going to 
um, do a true partnership with us, um, will uh, help us be cash flow positive the minute we sign the deal, and they will go to the clinicians, to the gynecologists, the Eurogynes. The, they already own those um, relationships probably. They right? have, yeah. Exactly, and it's part of their women's health portfolio, and they nice. see it as a really strong fit. And they're really excited about the product. We're really excited to work with them. And I think in two weeks, you're going to see us uh, bust wide open. Uh, so huge opportunity for us. And if you want to learn more, Uresta.com. You can buy it there. You can, you can message us. You can ask questions. You can call me. I, I can't wait um, to... The dinner conversation to me? Yeah, <laughs> that as well. Um, you wouldn't I, believe the last... I, conversation we had. I, 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 I didn't even mean to say I can't wait. I'm just really excited for the amount of guests that are coming on to our podcast to announce new releases, yeah. new yeah, yeah. new yeah, ideas, yeah. big yeah. milestones. Yeah, and yeah. this particular podcast might be a few weeks after your sure. big news. Yeah, yeah, um, hopefully. Yeah, but congratulations, cool. man. I'm glad thank you made it here in person. Yes, and, thank you. Uh, we owe you a beer. We owe you, you a do. beer. We have to and set I that up. Collect. And yes, I, think, I, think, I have a sense. He looks like that kind of, which is which is important. <laughs> and, and I think he needs to tell Kim that you and I were absolutely not... Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, Kim, sorry, they Kim. took it in stride. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, she is. They listening. were very cool. Yeah. Well, I, I just think it's such a neat, um, um, you know, challenge you guys have ahead of you. And the product itself, I mean, obviously it's got a massive, you know, there's a need. Right? I, there thought, a real I need. thought it was a soother. Yes, you, you did. You did. I was, I was, I was, there was a test there and I was kind of, kind of hedging my bets because <laughs> all bunch of, so, um, so we'll, we'll, uh, some quick takeaways, uh, and then we'll um, conclude for you. Well, I, I just I just love the fact that when there is a challenge in the world, somebody's got the solution. And it can be an elegant solution. And an elegant solution yeah, yeah. made with clinically provenly safe plastic. Yes. Well, and what's interesting is the big domino... Um, I'm, we're pushing on a big domino in our business, and we're we're getting close to a strategic partner similar to what you're looking at that owns a space that that we can complement. So it's just you know strategically, and you know it's kind of very similar. So uh, final thoughts to you, my friend. Take takeaways for you. We never we sometimes ask guests that are with us. Oh, the, the, I, I just fascinating uh, uh, sort of the way the conversation shaped up. It, it wasn't necessarily my intent to spend the time talking about our pro although I'm always happy to yeah, and excited yeah. to. Yeah. Didn't know where it would go. So glad that you guys were interested. And and again, to, to Kim's point, who wanted to make you squirm, what I think is really cool is the fact that you guys not only took it in stride, but genuinely interested. And yeah. I've got to tell you, men, women, anyone, there are people in all of our lives that are affected with the condition. Right. And it's one that, you know, if we can just get up the nerve to have a, a chat about it, uh, could make a huge difference in, in those people's lives. That's all. Nice. Awesome. Perfect theme See, for Kim? our Boiling Point podcast. We're, we're cool. We can, we can roll cool. with whatever Kim Houlihan. Funny Kim. Okay. So Greg, you know what? We have the luxury of doing this podcast, which we've enjoyed for 130 odd episodes. Um, and the reason we're able to do this is because we've got these great companies supporting us. Um, a couple we should mention. One, I'm a big fan of, Hemmings House Pictures. And uh, that's your company. Thanks, Dave. And it is great work. Uh, you just got to go and check out their website to see it. Um, 
I've actually used you guys a number of times to do a documentary, do a corporate video, and uh, so it's accessible to small and large businesses and wonderful at helping um, business tell story and, and movements, to, you know, help shaping story around, you know, wh- what's happening in the world. So thank you to HHB. Well, I, I'd like to say thank you to one of the, the Hemings House team members, uh, Tim Davidson, and we're actually in his his uh, other company's studio right now, Ripple Effect Music. So uh, Tim is yet another community-minded person who is essentially donating his studio, uh, the studio that we use at Hemings House to make all of our films sound good. Um, so he's a part of this. Another really important uh, person uh, is Matt, uh, Matt Weber. Mm-hmm. And he his company is uh, Edible Matters. It's an incredible restaurant out in Hammond's uh, Plains outside Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's the one that edits this, all, this, all the stuff together, puts the show notes together, and uploads these podcasts every single week. And then Going back to my good friend who I'm looking at right now, Dave Vale, the big guy with the biggest muscles I've ever met in my life, who also, Dave, you um, you have to know that without you in the early days of me shaping Hemings House, I probably wouldn't have created Hemings House. So um, Vision Coaching has helped so many companies and entrepreneurs find their coach approach and create companies that actually can make the change in the world that they want to see. And uh, so Vision Coaching... Uh, and uh, everything that you bring to the table, bringing Kim uh, in as well to help us make this podcast a a success. We say thank you so much. And the great news, the other night, a few weeks ago, you and I bumped into a previous podcast guest, Mr. Paul Simmons himself. Why don't you tell our our listeners about our, our newest gold sponsor for our podcast? Yes, Robert Simmons is a fabulous place. Um, well-known to people throughout New Brunswick, but also um, you can shop there online, men's and women's clothing. And um, uh, Paul Simmons, who is, uh, I, I mean, I think they've been going on 20 years now, the founder of the company, um, brings the customer experience to a whole nother level. I say that because I shop there Um you know, if you were to say, Dave, you look really good wearing that particular suit, um, I would say, well, thank you. And I would have to credit Paul and his staff, which is fabulous. And it's, it's an incredible experience. You've had it before shopping yeah. there. Um, what, I look great. Look what, at me. And, and what's the experience like? What are they you, walk, you walk in the door, you literally get asked if you'd like to have a, a glass of scotch or an espresso. And that's the beginning of the experience. And you walk out with a new set of clothes that makes you feel like uh, feel like a well-dressed man or woman, depending on uh, on what you are as you walk into this incredible place. They have an incredible uh, magazine that they publish, I believe, quarterly. And uh, the next one's coming out, the fall issue of 2016. Um, they always, what we enjoy, and I think what aligns us with what, what Robert Simmons does is, is they make a point of, of covering interesting, um, often uh, business-minded, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, um, community leaders in their publication, and they believe in promoting local. And it's coming out soon, and we have the good fortune of interviewing some of the people in the, uh, in the September issue. Coming up, so uh, robertsimmons.com. And uh, yeah, so that's great. Thanks to our sponsors. And if anybody else uh, in, the, in the podcast sphere is interested in helping us uh, push our Boiling Point movement forward, be in touch. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. 
Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback.